the Paper Pencil Podcast. I'm Aditi Kakre, also known as Tiki Lava on Instagram, and I'm going to be your host today. Today on the Swiftiest episode, I'm going to ask your host, Swarnavo, why did he start the Paper Pencil Podcast? Balancing work and freelance life, and finding all your favorite Indian artists to interview. How does he do it all? Hi, Swar, how are you doing? Hey, Aditi. Hi, this feels... so awkward being on the other side the last time we spoke like this i was the one asking questions and today i'm here feeling a little awkward about what to do what do i do with my hands i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to tell you i've been on this i'm on the side for the first time and it's it's weird <laughs> see it's good it's good both of us are here doing this for the first time like being on this side of the mic but uh first of all thank you so much and also hi listeners hello everybody thank you so much for tuning in and uh, yeah so first of all aditi thank you so much for agreeing to do this i uh, i know this is a little challenging for you and you have like taken up the challenge and you're just 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 killing it i must say so thank you so much for doing that you are you are and thank you so much for doing this uh and yeah the reason i also reached out to you is because uh i felt the last time we spoke we did have a very good connection we vibed off really well again going yeah. by the fact that we were born on the same day share the same birthday mm-hmm. 27th march 1992 right so um yeah, yeah so i thought i thought uh, let's ask you and and uh, yeah you agreed as well and there were a lot of people throughout the journey of season 1 who had asked me for uh, doing an interview of me which i thought would be a little weird and awkward to do because asking myself questions is not the best thing i can do so yeah today that's you i am yeah, going to chill and you take the whole thing today it's my <laughs> day to chill let's go ahead okay okay so 50 episodes wow that's a lot how did that's you it. how did you manage to do this all like was it exhausting or like was it fun or it after some time it felt like work and then you jumped back on the horse how did you do it so it involves a lot of crying okay a lot of tears <laughs> salty tears warm but <laughs> but no crying no, no. chai every morning yeah right like so the, no wonder my chai and coffee tastes so salty but yeah so coming back <laughs> it was uh, it was i don't know if it was exhausting it was fun for sure so it's been uh, kind of almost a year like i think Yeah, this this episode will come out at the end of November and December last year is when I started, so it's almost like what eleven months. Uh, it was yeah, insane. right, like insane, right? Eleven months, and my mom thought I could never like have consistency in something. Like yeah, no, I have something to show her, but <laughs> yeah, um, no. So it was good. It was really interesting. I'm super happy that I could, you know, uh, talk to so many people. I think some forty seven, forty eight people, uh, and including you as well. I made a whole bunch of good friends in this last one year, which I know wouldn't have been possible if this podcast weren't around. So I think I think uh, more than for others I was doing this podcast for myself for sure. So yeah and and I had a good time. It did get a little uh, you know especially let's say when there's a lot of work already and I have got my uh, freelance mm-hmm. projects I've got my corporate work like you said. So yeah sometimes it would just get a little uh, too much because I was again trying to do it every week so that got a little uh, thing but yeah. overall it was good. I I would love to do it again. Okay, but how did you 
I want to ask you, like, what was the day? Like, describe the day. How did you come up that, oh, I'm going to do podcasts. Oh. And I'm going to interview all my favorite artists. And how did you find those artists, first of all? Okay, that is good. I'll tell you what. So this is last year. Uh, I think this idea was in my head around in November last year. So I've been listening to podcasts since 2015. Yeah, so 2015. Okay is when I like first heard about something called a podcast and I started listening to it and uh, one by one I just 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 uh, you know the good part about sketching is that you have a lot of extra time to do stuff as in like parallelly you can do something else as well like consume content for that matter mm-hmm. so a podcast is something which I used to like listen to a lot while sketching while traveling and all that and uh, I would really enjoy these random conversations between people and I would uh, subscribe to a lot of let's say these podcasts by comedians and stuff right because mm-hmm. they would just come up and talk about anything in random and it would be interesting sometimes fun sometimes really random for that matter so that has been in my head for a while uh i also had this wild idea oh one day i'll have my own podcast but i absolutely had no clue how to start of course so last year november is i don't know why but I was like okay I think it's time to do it anyway and lockdown also like this whole Mm -hmm. thing of uh, COVID and lockdown and uh, the whole pandemic and we not stepping out anywhere and me not having conversations with anybody for that matter and I think it was also uh, I was talking to my friend Shomoli who also happened to be the first uh, 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 guest Mm -hmm. in this season right and I was talking to her randomly one day and I was like hey you know what I think I should do this where I'll uh, this this whole idea and she was like okay that's a great idea so then we of course uh, discussed that a little further maybe and then of course the idea the the whole thought just kind of died down but then I think it was November I was no December I was I was at home I was in Calcutta visiting my mother and uh, yeah, one day I was just getting bored and I was like, hey, you know what, let's do this. Let's, let's probably try and start a podcast. I went to Google, figured out how to do it and I did a whole bunch of research and yeah, before you know it, I had it all ready in front of me. Uh, when it came to the name, I was like, okay, I want something catchy. It has to be related to art. But then again, I don't want it to be very specific to one format of art, let's say, or one style of art. So I was like, okay, something generic and then I'm like, okay, paper, pencil, pretty much everybody uses a paper pencil when they're starting mm-hmm. regardless of an architect to a fine artist or anybody for that matter right so that's where it came across so that was how the podcast came up and uh, the guests how did I decide I literally went in for all of my favorite people first so <laughs> one by one so I would have I just all it was easy okay it was not one by one. exactly so all I had to do was I just went to my uh, Instagram saved list because I Mm-hmm. keep saving and I'm pretty sure you do as well I think pretty much every illustrator artist they do that so I keep saving a lot of these uh, illustrations that I really like and I just went through them and I was like okay let's let's take one by one uh, Shumoli was let's call it like the first one of course because uh, she was right there and I knew she was very accessible and she was supremely helpful as well so it started from there and uh, yeah I went on taking most of my favorite artists, at least the ones who responded, the ones who did not, of mm-hmm. course, I, I couldn't do anything. But then one thing that also helped was that every time an artist would come, a guest would come, I would also ask them for a suggestion that uh, mm-hmm. can you suggest some other artist who you think should be on the podcast? And if things worked out, then, of course, I would have my next guest. So that is how one by one 
law of conduction things went by and yeah i today we are at episode 50 and today i also realized i did not have any more guests left to be very honest i was like let's just call me and close this season because i did not have any idea of how to do a season finale or close this whole season so i thought okay you know what let's just go for the lamest thing possible let's invite my own self to this podcast so yeah it's a good round number 50 yeah exactly i was like okay done and also i i was, I was kind of to be honest i was kind of tired as well i i honestly know i need a break right now for at least a couple of months before i can again get on the whole thing and start doing the whole thing because it's it's it takes a lot of time it does take mm-hmm. a lot of time and effort and uh you know just sitting there and then editing it listening to it every episode at least twice uh putting it out making sure things are fine coordinating with people so yeah yeah that's that's there with you it was easy with you it was easy when you uh, i invited you over to the podcast it was supremely easy but not again uh, not everybody uh, kind of comes mm-hmm. with that ease of you know uh, coordinating everything but yeah yeah it's i bet it's hard like for them also maybe to take up the time yeah, and then yeah. go with it and all that stuff it's it's uh, and some people are some people are just nervous to talk to people <laughs> like in podcast where a hundred of people will hear it and you're not uh, you're not in control so exactly maybe hard exactly. yeah plus yeah. also it, i'm i'm asking for like at least two to and a half hours worth of commitment from everybody mm-hmm. right and that's not easy to give given the scale of work a lot of people do so in that case two two and a half hours just becomes a little too much so i absolutely understand when people cannot make it because again it's a long form content so we need to have that time to kind of get into the conversation but yeah and you're interviewing artists who are like uh, known to be introverted and uh, yeah like, like so many breaks and so many so many <laughs> so many of the i think some <clears throat> 46 47 people so many of them were like that and uh, thankfully we did not have to take breaks in most cases i can barely remember anywhere we had to take breaks it's, it was mostly like a single shot sort of a thing but then it would take a little bit of time to kind of get people to open up slightly uh so that that again comes with the i think the practice of conversation and mm-hmm. thankfully my corporate job kind of trained me for Absolutely. this so this this kind of came uh i would say a little more naturally i would say but yeah mm-hmm. okay let's uh, let's talk about why you uh, started uh, doing a podcast about art and uh, your journey into art like okay. what is your earliest memory of you drawing and uh, painting or you telling yourself oh i like this and i'm going to do this Like okay maybe so the- yeah i i i you know what uh i very fondly have this memory which i it's it's stored in my head for years now which is i think i must have been not more than 2 to 2 and a half years old okay i was seriously young i was i was growing up in this place called uh asansol in west bengal which is kind of close to calcutta my dad was working there so mom dad and i we were kind of there and i was growing up uh, over there and uh, there was this one lady who used to come aditi a uh, very young lady okay uh, must be in college or something she was a really good mm-hmm. artist Uh, she used to kind of live close by to our place and uh, uh, she used to come over her name was bindu i i for all the things i i am very bad at remembering names but i just remember her name bindu because later on i realized hey 
she was my art teacher my first art teacher and her, her name was bindu which is a dot right so a dot is yeah. like the the unit of any uh, uh, sketch or any painting or anything mm-hmm. right <clears throat> so she used to come and uh, i don't remember much but i just remember bindu used to draw or should i call bindu ma'am now uh, bindu ma'am used to draw really good trees for some reason so uh, i remember my sketchbook pages i would rather like you know just look at her sketches on my sketchbook than my own rendition of that but she used to do trees really 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 well so pencil mostly and uh, that was the first memory i have and then of course i've been sketching throughout my whole childhood uh, so the idea was that my uh, because my father was working like it was a transferable job and we were always staying outside the city so we were kind of the outskirts you can say because of my father's job right so we were staying there which meant that most of my school friends were let's say 25 kilometers away from me at any given point of time so uh, for most of my growing up years i kind of grew up alone in a way wherein uh, so uh, my my dad used to kind of uh, we used to used to stay in these huge bungalows okay huge bungalows built during the british era and everything and we had these huge lawns and like mango trees and we used to grow our own vegetables like seriously crazy uh, seriously beautiful but the point was that i had huge lawns but nobody to play with so i was kind mm-hmm. of yeah so i was i was kind of growing up in that sort of a setup for most part of my childhood and the idea was there was nothing much to do so either watch tv and i don't know why cartoon network the cable guy never used to kind of give it to us for a long time he used to show let's say i used to get cartoon network for let's say 2 3 weeks and then again it used to go off for whatever reason and then we had to complain to that cable guy again i weirdly remember his name as well his name was gotham i don't know why cuz i used to complain to him so much about uh, cartoon network but yeah so there was nothing much to do uh i could play around by myself but then again how much can you play around so by yourself so uh i kind of used to observe things around me so again huge bungalow means that there were a lot of insects and you know snakes mm-hmm. and god knows what all around the whole idea and i kind of grew up looking at them watching them so of course not going close and playing around with snakes of course but the <laughs> idea, yeah but the idea is i used to kind of would be in a different profession i would be in a different profession absolutely so there were monkeys and god knows what all right and and i grew up kind of looking at those things beautiful flowers gardens and everything so the only thing i could do was look at them come back home and sketch them Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing I, I I remember those Disney cartoons do you remember in Sony when we were growing up and you and I were growing up at the same time do you remember in Sony back in the day in the evening they used to show cartoons for 2 2 and a half hours ducktales and uh, I think a whole bunch of stuff uh, ducktales was one I remember 6 6:30 ducktales used to air Yeah I think it was Disney R Ha oh, correct Disney R correct Disney R and there was a the host Cyrus Something? Yes, absolutely. No, yes, no, no. Yes. Um, was it Cyrus? No, not not Cyrus Brocha. Uh, wait, who was this guy? He was one of the VJs. You are absolutely correct. He was one of the VJs mm-hmm. in a different channel. You are correct. So uh, remember, so that used to happen. Then all those Mickey Mouse, those classic Mickey Mouse, used to play yeah. and the Goofy and all that, right? So the, the old. I- old silly symphonies and all those things exactly exactly old silly symphonies correct so i used to kind of watch those that was like my highlight of the day right so that that mm-hmm. 5:30 to 6:30 or whatever right so i used to watch those and then of course after come back, back and from, after coming back from school exactly, exactly. like that one hour like you're taking off your socks you're just looking at the tv and exactly. then you're just a little snack and you're like completely mesmerized by the cartoons 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I still remember those cartoons, like those episodes so well, because they used to repeat a lot, if you remember. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, but then, so the idea was also for me to come back and start sketching those again. So I used to sketch a lot of these characters I would see on uh, TV and everything. So that continued. And the good part was that I, for most part of my school life, I used to go to art classes. So that was mm-hmm. like a constant throughout till I think class 11. I think it's part of the Bengali household also. It is, it is. Do a lot of classes and music and arts. Correct, correct. So when I was in, I think, uh, class four, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I think I was in the fourth standard is when, uh, you know, I started going for guitar classes and then, of course, Mm -hmm. art classes. Yeah, yeah, so four, because... I remember in school, we had this new uh, music teacher and he was like a really good guitarist. And I saw it and I'm like, okay, I want to be like that. And so I went to my mother and I'm like, okay, can we go talk to sir and see if he gives classes and stuff. So I kind of went in, started off guitar. Uh, I think uh, class four is also when I pretty much joined this one art teacher, like art, weekend art classes, and I would continue with him till class 11. So I was with this one person for a long time. And... Uh, this would mean that you know what every weekend we would have a class uh he used to kind of i had this one whole uh you know this wooden board and this a3 size sort of a thing right and we used to take a large chart paper and kind of cut into four pieces and those used to be our drawing sheets those ivory sheets right yeah so that was the thing and then i started sketching charcoal came into my life for some reason, I was never really interested in painting for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I was never into colors as much while growing up. I was a lot into mm-hmm. pencil. I fairly got into ink very early. I think I must have been in class five, six, when I kind of got introduced to ink and I started doing that as well. So, uh, yeah. thanks to Bindu, uh, No, so Bindu, Bindu okay. only came to me for, like, I think, I, I don't think she came in for whatever reason she had to discontinue i think she uh, went away for further studies or something but i remember okay. she was there only for a year year and a half not more than that okay so uh, okay. there was a gap period when i think between that and my class four the, the art classes mm-hmm. i used to do so there was a little bit of a gap so that was there uh, do, you, do you remember when we were growing up the so telegraph the indian newspaper telegraph they had this thursday edition called telekids do you remember no, yeah, so, so I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening may uh, remember that. So Thursdays, ko, uh, Telegraph used to have this thing called Telekids, which was more of a, uh, let's say, uh, an edition for kids mostly. And it would have a lot of uh, child, I don't know, maybe uh, content mm-hmm. more specific for, okay. uh, let's say, come again. Content more specific for kids, like you know, okay. they yeah, yeah. join the dots and color. Ah, correct, 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 exactly, exactly. And, exactly. and there were a lot of comics and stuff, so that that yeah. sort of a thing, right? So, telekids used to be there, and telekids uh, had this one thing, at least in Bengal, I'm pretty sure it was elsewhere as well, that they used to have these art features. Oh, so okay. you could actually make a sketch painting, whatever, and you send it to their office, uh, which was in Calcutta. And uh, if you get selected, if they like it, then they'll kind of scan it off and they'll put it uh, like feature it in the paper. Right. And that was a big deal. I don't know why, at least for me, it was a huge deal. So I remember as a kid, every time Thursdays, uh, Telegraph used to come and Telekids used to come. I used to first look at those art features and I used to judge them. Okay. Like imagine like a little... <laughs> <laughs> little preteen me just looking at them like hey, I can do better what is this so um, mm. 
I, I kept sending them a lot of these uh, things. If you remember this, this whole uh, uh, Disney R, right? That we were talking about. Yeah, that I also had a thing. It. Remember that yes. so they also had this yes, thing yes. that they used to show. Yes. So I have sent it there. I remember. So when I was a kid, I sent it there as well. Never got featured, but uh, me neither. I tried yeah. uh, many times. You sent it as well. Yeah, I called them also. Like they had some questions to answer, so I called them also, but they were ne- they never announced my name or something like that. Ah, uh, so I've been there exactly. So Disney art and mm-hmm. all the TV stuff never really worked out for me because I kept sending mm-hmm. art and uh, nothing really came back. But then Telekids, I remember once I shared and uh, that got featured. Uh, it was mm-hmm. this one very you know uh, uh, now it seems very boring, but yeah, it's this one coconut tree and this guy climbing the coconut tree to get coconuts and stuff, right? It's a very, very fine artsy sort of a piece, uh, not even close to illustration, like a very fine artsy sort of a piece. Uh, that got featured, I think the paper is still there at Calcutta, like in the Almeida, my mother must have kept it properly. But yeah, so that, that was the first time uh, that happened, felt really, really good. But then yeah, so art continued, I was always this kid who would sketch uh, in school. Uh, I even remember the school art teacher for some reason hated my guts for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> he was bad. Okay, he could not that dude. He could not sketch at all, and and he was like the butt of jokes for most of the school in this case, right? And this guy for whatever reason he used to always give me a C. I don't know why. My sketches were really good. Okay, they were really good. <laughs> this guy was always giving me a C for whatever reason. But anywho, so that continued. Uh, I think. Uh, Class 11, by the time I was there, it was getting a little difficult for me to kind of continue with the art classes, of course, because uh, IAC, like boards, like mm-hmm. the 12th boards are coming and uh, the first like class 10 one of boards was still good for me, it was scored pretty okay and I was into studies, but 11th and 12th, I just was like, I found it very difficult to kind of, uh, you know, continue balancing both studies mm-hmm. and in this case physics chemistry maths biology and also uh, my art classes on the other side so mm-hmm. that got uh, closed off so that that stopped and I stopped just before servers about to introduce us to oil painting so uh, mm-hmm. I kind of I, I always grew up looking at okay when I reach there I'll do oil painting but I like you know I would be in these same classes where the other the senior uh, uh, students they used to paint with oil and uh, you would have the mm-hmm. turpentine smell throughout the whole room right and I, I grew up sm- like soaking it in but then when it came to my chance of doing it I had to uh, stall that so uh, art class for me majorly was charcoal pencil a uh, little bit of watercolors I was very bad at watercolors I realized that when I was a kid I was very bad I was excessively bad at watercolors it's just not my medium I've spoken to so many people because of this podcast who are great at watercolors like Rachna always comes at the top of my head Rachna Mahadimane <laughs> she's great with watercolor I think Sushma I spoke to her great with watercolor I sucked at it okay I so bad so that's why I think dry mediums work better for me because uh, I could mm-hmm. have, I could have more control over them and I was good at it I was good at you know doing something with a 6b pencil 8b pencil and all of those those things but mm-hmm. yeah so 11th classes stopped uh, but drawing never stopped because I had taken biology thankfully and oh. bio meant we had so many uh, sketches to do and I remember like staying up late into the night and making and I, I have spoken uh, about this with so many other guests as well like artists who took biology in class 11 and 12 just because they could sketch and I, mm-hmm. I did I, I did the same reason I did it for the same reason 
uh, spent hours just perfecting those, uh, you know, uh, what was the cross section sketches, if I'm not wrong. So the cell and the hearts. Yeah, exactly. So that yeah. and then your uh, so many different things, dude. And and I remember my practical copy in school for bio was like the best because that that was like my portfolio. Okay, that was like my portfolio. <laughs> if I think of it that way, but it was really good. Okay, I used to like my handwriting is bad. Okay, my handwriting is shit. But for that one, I used to make sure I do a little bit of calligraphy and this and that. So. Oh wow! Yeah, 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 and and the the teacher is of course very happy, uh, Mrs. Pandit. She was very happy with me for that. But the idea was that uh, I think I got into bio for all the wrong reasons, and like which is sketching and <laughs> not really bio. But nevertheless, I ended up falling in love with that subject because of that. But anywho, um, so yeah, that happened. Class twelve ke baad uh, came the whole idea of where, what do I want to do with my life? I remember mm-hmm. having this conversation with my parents. Uh, Where because everybody I knew went into engineering. Each and every person into engineering. Uh, everybody from my batch, except a few who went into MBBS because their parents were doctors. So it was kind of chosen there. Everybody went in for that, and <clears throat> the idea is eleventh and twelfth, and I'm spending hours sketching. My friends are talking about let's say you know IIT coaching and this and that, and I'm like. I don't even understand what language they are speaking. Yeah. Uh, my mother also sent me, like she got me enrolled into this one IIT, uh, not IIT, or uh, Joints Entrance uh, Coaching Center, which is like your engineering mm-hmm. entrance exam, the coaching center for that. And it was such a huge waste of money, such a huge waste of time, and I ended up bunking it pretty much every weekend, every week. I, I used to go for movies. I used to go for movies. I used to go to that class only. And okay, one thing came uh, uh, came out uh, really good out of that class was I met this one guy who was heavily into classical rock. Okay, okay. So your, uh, your Guns and Roses and Metallica and mm-hmm. Queen and then you Led Zeppelin and you name them, right? <coughs> Def Leppard, Deep Purple, and this guy used to give me every month. He used to give me pen drives after pen drive full of this classic rock music, and I was just. Into that, so eleventh and twelfth was spent mostly bunking those uh, those coaching classes and uh, listening, listening to, to good, really good music. And trust me, uh, when I say this, all these years, right? So it's been what some eleven years after ten, eleven mm-hmm. years, my choice of music still remains the same. So oh, yeah, so two thousand nine, two thousand eight, nine, ten, the music that I was introduced to. Even till date in the evening when I have nothing to do, I ask Alexa to play classic rock music, and I have that same old playlist playing for all these years now. Uh, wow! Yeah, so I, I've never really grown up in terms of music. I've just stayed there. That and then a little bit of your Backstreet Boys and like again the stuff that I was listening to. And yeah. I have not. I don't even know who the like music. Singers slash artists are there today. I of course know their names. Like I'm not un- living under a rock, but <laughs> I will not be able to say, "Oh, okay, this is that." I I don't even know the lyrics of today, the the songs these days. I sound very old. I shouldn't say this because you and I are of the same age, literally. Same age. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I I do understand because um, it's it's related to very good childhood memories and mm, the mm. time where you didn't have responsibilities and you want to go back to that like at least like certain point the uh, time of your day so i understand like even even i like uh, sometimes even if i'm listening to the latest songs i want to go back 
when I go back to listening to my old playlist, I'm like, wow, that this is amazing. Like, where are these songs? Like, why aren't they making songs like these I anymore? Know. I know. But I it, know. No, but this is a good thought, yeah. This is actually a good thought that you would want to listen to that music from that time of your life because you mm-hmm. want to go back to those. And it makes sense. It actually makes sense. Uh, you've actually hit on something. And this this does make sense. So yeah, that 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 was there. So uh, I was listening to that music. I was sketching all the while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was what I was doing uh, after 12th. I remember having this conversation with my dad. Okay, what do you want to do and where do you want mm-hmm. to take this? My dad was an engineer, and uh, mm-hmm. so it was. Was there of, was there a lot of pressure on you to go into engineering, um, or there? See, there was not a lot of pressure. I'll tell you what. So there was not a lot. There was no pressure. To be honest, my mother just said, "Ki okay, appear for the uh, engineering entrance exam because." Like a plan B is there, so the engineering mm-hmm. entrance exam was more of a plan B for me. Uh, but then the idea was when I was asked, okay, what do you want to do? I did not have the clarity back then. Yeah. So see that maybe also because of the environment I was growing up in. Because again, uh, Bengal even then, and to the people who I speak in today's state, even I kind of hear the same thing that it's not as the, the exposure is not as much, which I feel when it comes to let's say these. Uh, creative fields in this case let's let's mm-hmm. call them non uh, you know uh, the not the not the regular fields like your engineering and your mbbs and your law these are very regular people know about yeah. them i feel that's a huge problem and it was i was a victim of that as well back then so when i was asked what do you want to do i wanted to go for something art related but when it came mm-hmm. to okay what art related i did not have an answer I was honestly hoping somebody would give me the answer to that, but there was literally no answer. I, I had the internet, but then uh, I did not know that you know something like that even existed. So how what would I even search on Google back then, right? So I didn't even know what to expect. So I all I knew was okay, fashion technology because fashion design. Sorry, fashion mm-hmm. design is something which suddenly people started talking about back then, and I was like, oh okay, fashion design looks like something which is art related, but then. when it came to like i was like i, I don't think i'm into fashion at all like i, I don't think cuz that's such an alien subject to me then there was architecture uh i realized that architecture would probably have a lot of maths and <laughs> i maths also let's just say uh, involved a lot of tears and my math rough <laughs> copies were always the pages were always puffed up because of all the tears that it would soak up right i've had some and the chai was uh, always salty Yeah, <laughs> such 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 ugly memories related to maths. Like such ugly. Uh, I I have these memories where my dad is like trying to explain me something, and and I'm just sitting there like a dumb person because I just cannot understand the language my father is speaking in. I'm like, what is happening here? So, I think I think what was your thing with maths? Like, did you like it? Was were you interested in that? I absolutely hated it, and my ah, dad is an architect, so he oh, was good at math and science. So, like, he's trying to explain things to me, and I'm in tears, and I can't even see the paper. Exactly! Oh my god, dude! Exactly! I can't even see the paper because there's a film. There's a film of warm water in front of my eyes, and 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 I would just sit there and. it would just get so difficult for me and see, i tell you what maths was good till there were numbers only the moment those alphabets and those x y z and god knows what all those greek symbols came in i think that's where i lost maths 
उसके पहले आई वॉज फाइन आई वॉज आई स्टिल डूइंग गुड कॉम्बिनेशन कॉम्बिनेशन स्टिल ओके क्लास एट तक आई वॉज फाइन उट proud of when i look back things i had to do to pass but there was literally no other option i was in that so anyway so there was no pressure so when it came to architecture i was like okay architecture drawing is there but then i heard that architecture also has a lot of maths so i was like okay no i can't i can't spoil art for me by including maths in that so i kind of steered away from that there was a, let's say a little bit of your if you remember maya and mac Uh, these two things yeah. were like re- really popular in india i think they're still now for that matter mac in that case so mac was around but then again i di- it did not give me the best of vibes for that matter so i did not really uh, understand so i remember in school i had kind of got my hands on a copy of maya the the 3d mm-hmm. software right and it was like the early days of maya also i feel i had this my uh, in my pc and i tried to follow the <coughs> tutorials over one summer vacation I remember making a very good-looking door, okay, a darwaza, a door with a door knob and hinges. So you could even like let's say open close the door using those hinges on that axis. But it took me an entire month to make that. So I realized, okay, I did not enjoy that process. It was not like sketching at all. So anyhow, uh, that that happened. That happened. So I did not. have an answer of what i wanted to do related to arts and time was running out i for one thing i knew that i did not want to lose out on a year by just sitting around and thinking of what i want to do in retrospect i feel that may have been a good idea as well but again who knows so yeah uh, my plan b worked out i got some sort of a rank in the west bengal uh, joint entrance exam and got some decentish college and i was like okay chalo a door has opened let's take that door uh, again in retrospect that was not a good decision for me uh, so yeah that all started and college again was not that great in terms of education because again i ended up in electrical engineering and i remember after the first semester i went to my principal and i said sir can i please change the stream and he's like no uh there was some rule where you had to get like a certain marks a percentage to kind of switch your streams and i did not of course because i was very bad and i was like but shouldn't the rule be like if you cannot get those marks that is why you mm-hmm. ask for a stream That's change because you clearly are in a in a wrong stream so that was not the case exactly <laughs> so i i had to stay on i had to stay on in that uh electrical engineering somehow completed again the things i had to do to uh pass and i could do that not with flying colors but some sort of a colors at least <laughs> at least the outlines <laughs> but then uh that happened made some good friends though uh yeah and the only thing that stayed constant throughout all of this was art because uh in college i remember i couldn't understand head or tails but i could at least have my copy sit at the back bench and draw sketches and you know uh, cartoons of the professors and the people in my class so at least that's something which i could do i could mm-hmm. come back and uh, uh i could sketch for hours and hours without anybody telling me anything so that was good uh i also got my first uh, 
I don't know how to pronounce it, Aditi. I think because you are in France, I think you should be able to help me with the pronunciation. Uh, the sketchbook is it Moleskin or Moleskine? I don't think so. It's French. But no, it's, it's not French. But I'm guessing you're in Europe, so I'm guessing you would have heard other people pronounce that name. Which you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Moleskine sketchbook. Yeah. Moleskine, right? Huh. So let's let's call it Moleskine. Let, let's yeah, let's just let's call it that. Uh, so uh, I heard about something called Moleskine sketchbooks. I don't know uh, on the internet. And um, so, uh, one relative was going to, I think uh, she's going to London, and I was like, "Can you please get me one tiny pocket sketchbook?" But then she got me like mm-hmm. a large one, which I'm still using till date. I still haven't completed <laughs> that because the Moleskine when I got it, it stayed. So it came like full cling wrap, like in a plastic wrap, right? Mm-hmm. I did not open it for three years. I did I not open it. I completely understand. You get that? You get that? So I yes, I completely understand because the pressure. on me was too much i was like okay the sketches that have to be made in this amazing sketchbook should be pristine exactly they have to be this like pure and you know the the angels have to come down from heaven and they have to turn <laughs> over the pages and that sort of a thing and i could not take that pressure so even though the moleskin was there with me in the cover i uh, mint condition let's call it i kept on sketching on my other sketchbooks but yeah nevertheless i kept on sketching that went in uh i got a job as a java developer uh joined left calcutta left bengal forever uh in all of this i carried my moleskin with me so uh okay. that is what traveled with me uh slowly i had the guts to kind of open that sketchbook and start sketching remove the clean red oh my god <laughs> yeah but see, but by then i feel after 3 years now the whole effect was lost as okay. in i feel i feel yeah yeah cuz cuz i was like okay yeah, you know what let's just open it what am i doing and and i also think that happened because uh i was in mysore at that time i did not have access to any other sketchbook that one weekend and i was not stepping out anywhere and i wanted to sketch so this was the only option okay so i started sketching again on that so anyway i hope the I hope next time you buy a sketchbook, you don't have to wait three years to like open it. I hope so. I hope so. But now, of course, yeah, things have changed. I, I'm I'm a lot more confident than what I was back then. So now I know. So, for example, if I ever go to meet you in France, I will probably go into a stationery shop and buy a really cool uh, sketchbook, and I'll probably open it right then and there, and I'll start doing. Oh something. yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. but uh, so yeah so then i got a ha so i was i was working as a java developer for a while uh, for a few months uh, that is also again in all of this sketching continues it has never stopped at all mm-hmm. uh, not not every day but pretty re- regularly like my friends around me still knew that okay he is the guy who sketches because i was doing that so um that happened so, so what yeah. what ignited the spark for you to go into freelance in this uh, amidst of like just sketching like what made you what made you feel that oh i want to do freelance want to do children's books like right. what so uh, that, what that, changed so that came in very organically as well okay so that uh, for that i have to like kind of help you understand how i got clarity about art as well cuz even mm-hmm. though i'm sketching till here so this, this year must be what 2014 yeah 2014 2015 early 2015 i'm still sketching pretty much religiously every week but then mm-hmm. i i'm sketching aimlessly i'm just sketching for myself there's nothing else nobody like people know i sketch but most of the them have not even seen my sketchbook cuz it's uh, that private part of my life like 
after school especially right so mm-hmm. um uh, 2015 is when i changed my role in corporate from a java developer to a, uh, a learning and development consultant so in this case a uh, uh, let's call it a soft skills trainer a corporate trainer is mm. the word that is used in the market so i became i i got into the role of a corporate trainer corporate training and that meant so that was the first i would say ballsy move that i made in my life the reason is because still java developer role i was always kind of following the path that i found so a door opens in front of me i take that door and i see okay what's next and on the other hand i probably stay there till another door probably opens so i'm i'm kind of playing it safe till here but then um in my first job i realized that i was not happy as in the mm-hmm. job was chill i think it was normal it was like any other developer job right but then the point is i realized that i am not the person who can be really happy uh sitting in front of the computer and pretending to be busy for eight and a half hours a day so that mm-hmm. is not who i am and i would be kind of hiding it be under my keyboard and sketching also while office was going on so i realized that okay i'm not in the best place where i am probably spending my time so uh, that's where i saw uh this whole thing of training and i was attending a few trainings in my uh, in this organization and i was like hey this is something which i would like because also one of the things i've been doing uh, which i think i didn't talk about is i have been on stage for most part of my life for whatever reason so i have oh okay i have always found myself on stage right since i was a kid so i told you i was learning guitar so that meant i mm-hmm. was one of the musicians in the school so kuch bhi ho raha like fest fest anything i go up and i'm playing the guitar for everybody else i used to sing as well so i have been on stage for a long 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 time very uh consistently every year in school even in college i had a band and everything and i was playing and i was com- composing music and stuff and and doing everything that a college band does right so all of that <laughs> and then and then i was also let's say part of the fest committee and i was like doing all of so i was in the limelight and i enjoyed attention a lot i i love attention and listeners if you have not realized this after 50 episodes i think it's high time for you to realize i love attention oh my god i love attention so uh, <clears throat> so when i was in the java development job i realized i'm not getting any attention because i'm just one person in a whole floor of so many engineers who are just walking like that right so that is when when i went to the training i remember in i was i was sitting as an audience and the trainer asked for a volunteer and i of course i was like yeah i will go cuz stage the stage is calling yes. right even if it's for something silly and i went and i did something and i liked it i was like dude this felt damn good like it was almost like you know those just purani yaade taza ho gayi sort of a thing <laughs> felt damn good and uh, that is when i realized okay i think this is what i want to do so i started hanging around the training department a lot i started kind of uh, talking to them a lot and and trying mm-hmm. to see okay how can i get in and everything so long story short i got in and i changed my role and that is one of the best steps i have taken in my life because after that so 2015 december onwards i was doing stuff that i enjoyed in office it was okay. no longer me sitting in front of a computer doing some stuff which didn't mean anything to me i was doing something which made a lot of sense to me <clears throat> and also what that meant was that i could call my own shots which is a great thing in mm. corporate which is that i could say that okay i want to take a training which will be on this day from this time to this time which meant that i also had a lot of control over my own calendar and schedule i of course had to spend 8 and a half 9 hours in office doing work but then i could decide how i want to spend those 8 and a half 9 hours what that did for me was that i freed up a lot of time for myself from time to time in my whole day and i mm-hmm. 
of course was sketching and one of my friends uh, she kind of said okay why don't you put it on instagram and uh, that whole thing happened till then my instagram was only food photos and and some random flowers and some some stuff like that but then i posted that again i'm pretty sure you've also been through the same thing you post something people like it dopamine kick and you're like oh yes. people value me there's validation available for free yeah let's do it again so yeah that 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 whole cycle continued and now that's how i came to art and how i came to freelancing is uh i think a year later consistently putting out stuff and you know the more i came to instagram the more exposure i got into different mediums of art uh, mm-hmm. i got to know more about digital i got to know about something called procreate because uske pehle it was just photoshop for me and yeah. honestly i don't like photoshop as much i understand <clears throat> a lot of people it's... may hate us for that but uh, <laughs> i'm more into i'm not a photoshop person it just doesn't work for me procreate is so much more intuitive but anyhow <laughs> Yeah. it's portable so it's much better i feel exactly and it feels so much more natural to do stuff on procreate i don't know why photoshop may just don't get that so it's a personal preference again yeah yeah so uh, i got access to a lot of new things till then most of my art was very how do i put it i don't want to call it fine art but it was very realistic mm-hmm. so if i'm drawing let's say your face i would try and make a good proper portrait out of it which mm. resembles your face the most like like 90% 95% whatever like that depends on the skill but that is also when i kind of on instagram i realized that oh okay there is another way to draw your face as well it does not have to be absolutely realistic and i was like hey this looks damn cool this is very good it made me very happy and mm. uh, that's when i continued i found something else called urban sketching in i was in pune at that time so urban sketching happened through that i met so many other artists so the idea is from 2015 nay no, 2016 i just kept on exposing myself to a lot of new art and styles and that is when i realized clarity and that is the clarity which i lacked when i was in class 12 when i had to answer the question what do you do want to do with your life because if i had mm. that clarity or the clarity that i have now back in the day in 20 mm. what 2010 yeah 20 uh, huh, 2009 2010 right so that's when we yes. were in class 12 right so uh, if i had it then i would have taken a much different course in my life uh, because i did not have the clarity then i could not take it and now i'm trying to kind of make up for the time lost let's call it okay so okay. uh So yeah so that's that's how and uh, so one thing led to the other and then i think 2016 end somebody reached out to me and uh, i'm guessing most freelancers have been through this uh, journey where somebody randomly reaches out for a logo like you are yeah. sketching and somebody says hey can you do a logo for me and this yeah it's you have you have you gotten those things when you were like beginning yes yeah i was drawing human figures and i was drawing like uh, like illustrations of like you know cute pandas and everything huh. and they reached out to me can you do can you do a logo for me about this uh, about this app about robots and like do you see any robots in my sketches <laughs> like how what did what made you think that i can draw this like oh, tell me God. like what? exactly exactly that's the same thing and I, i have heard this from two other people as well so i'm guessing that's like a trend in india that the day you realize that okay i want to freelance the first customer that comes to you is like a customer with a logo uh, design that they want mm-hmm. so anyway this this lady came to me with a logo ka idea and i was like okay let's take it cuz uske pehle i had never 
sketched for money like that was mm-hmm. like wow is that even possible i remember in school there was this one uh, junior of mine he was really good at uh, playing keyboard like uh, piano and keyboard right and uh, uh, he got paid i remember he was invited to some place where he got paid uh, this is all in school okay class 9 10 and i was like wow that's legendary level man like you are getting paid with your hobby that's like wow how is that even work so uh, when this lady said okay i'll pay you i was like hell yeah i'll do a logo for you like <laughs> you want i i'll give you like the stars and the moons what do you want you paying me this is crazy this is cool so anyway uh, i i tried something again i had no clue about what how to even make a logo no clue about something called vector raster nothing of that sort and that is when i was like oh so this is something which i have okay i i research a lot like this is something which i have started doing later in life i wish i would have done it earlier as well so i researched a lot i found about raster vector there is that and you know a logo should be like this a logo mm-hmm. so that's when i realized oh, okay there is a lot of things which i don't know that logo was just a bahana it's it was more like a Uh, a reason for me to know more about the art world and i, I think that's mm-hmm. where it all started from then somebody else reached out to me for something and yeah so one by one things just came up i kept on picking them never said a no to any client no matter mm-hmm. how yeah no matter how much uh, again tears were involved in this process as well <laughs> a lot of frustrating clients as well but i have finally and i can proudly and happily and with full gratitude i can say i have reached a place now where i have started saying no to a lot of people because i can now i have the liberty and the luxury to pick and choose projects i want to do and mm-hmm. uh, i feel this is happening more and more because of the clarity i have so okay. that also came to me because again this was last year or early 2019 actually 2019 is when i don't know from where children's book illustration ka bhoot came over uh, mm-hmm. it will also probably be because of uh, shomoli to an extent like boodle doodle design okay. uh, cuz she also has been into this this genre like children's book illustration for a while now and uh, i was like as looking at like hey, dude that's that's damn cool like you can do such lovely illustrations so colorful not really you know super photo realistic stuff and they get published and stuff that that's damn nice and then i think that's you know also uh, came across pratham the publishers based out of bangalore in india right pratham yeah. bookstore and and i was i i did not realize that those things existed as in where you can have such great artwork on children's books i i really had no clue because when i was growing up i knew that okay graphic novels and comics are the only source of good artwork and i i loved reading comics i had lo- loads of marvel mm-hmm. and dc comics while growing up so i didn't know these things existed and i was like hey that's cool this is really good and i think it was a slippery slope after that i just right now <laughs> i have like one i think two shelves full of children's book uh, children's books and graphic novels and i'm collecting and i don't know if that's weird or anything but the if let's say i own I don't know, 20 children's books just as an example 20 children's books i have read probably only one yeah it's just for the artwork that you it's own it's just uh, for the yeah. artwork absolutely graphic novels still i read a bit i'm very impatient that way i i love to read but i don't know why mm-hmm. when i see art in front of me i just forget 
the text. I forget the fact that texts exist. Like there are cases like I was reading this uh, Handmaid's Tale, the graphic novel. Phenomenal. Yeah. Like wow. Like how do how do how can a human being make something that beautiful? And I I, I kid you I not. That. That is, yeah, dude, it's it's damn good. And and don't get the Kindle version or something. Get the copy. Get the hardcover yeah. thing. It's it's just beautiful. In in case of like a text. If the book is just about text, I'll always get a Kindle version. But if it's like a graphic hmm. novel, I you have need to. to have the, exactly. Yeah, that's the respect you need to give to the artist, yeah. right? That that's a respect it deserves. So I remember Handmaid's Tale. I was uh, when I was within quotes reading. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I read the story. I'm not sure, but I was flipping through each and every page, Aditi, and I, and I have this habit before going to sleep. I flip through a few pages of any book, for that matter, and I was flipping through pages, and I was just staying in that one page for good ten minutes and just marveling at each and every pixel. Sorry, each and every uh, like point or the print in that uh, in that illustration, right? And I was just appreciating that. So yeah, that's why I I rarely read graphic novels. Uh, it's very rare uh, i think this one as well now how to kill a mockingbird uh, yeah the graphic novel is so pretty so beautiful the the green the the use of the color green is one of my favorites in that particular book right and again i have flipped through each and every page seen each and every illustration <laughs> not read a single word in the entire book so if you ask me the story I have no clue. If you ask me about the illustrations, I can tell you a lot about those illustrations. So yeah, so that happened. So I think 2019 is when I kind of started understanding more about storytelling and uh, storytelling through like graphics. So in this case, mm-hmm. art and illustration stuff. And uh, yeah, and that's when I was like, okay, I want to do this. So I want to do this. I didn't know how to do it. So I knew you have to make a portfolio and stuff. Till date, I haven't been able to. end up with a portfolio i think i can still use my class 12 biology practical copy as my portfolio oh my like that but uh, yeah but uh, thankfully things worked out i got a few books here and there publisher reached out so uh, again those books uh, two of those books which i did recently and i loved working and i i think i did some really good artwork for that uh they're not out yet they are still in uh, print i think uh, december next month is probably when it one comes out but i think you also know that when it comes to publishers yeah, it's a very different yeah it's a very different route you do the illustrations and you go to sleep your lecture lo mera yeah. i've got my money now when it comes out i'll be happy so i think uh, yeah that's that's where i am right now yeah it does is need take like a year or two sometimes for it to yeah. come out or sometimes it would be like next month we are printing mm-hmm. it and s- sending it to you and like wow that's fast but yeah it takes it takes some time yeah so it, it, that's where uh, these two projects that i just did are yeah uh, so you so you talked to a lot about um, your journey and uh, like how you came into illustration and freelancing and doing mm-hmm. like projects i would like you to go a little bit deeper like mm-hmm. the tips and tricks that you learned like something that clicked like in your illustration journey your favorite uh, like um, your favorite uh, trick to like finish a project faster or something like that oh if you have something no i wish if you know something please tell me i have no <laughs> no but one thing uh, and and you and i have been talking about it i think last week as well as in like uh, i was showing it to you remember uh, so one thing which i figured 
and I don't know why I didn't use it before is let's say the, the painting method using the selection tool. Mm-hmm. So that is something which I started doing very recently and I don't know why I was never doing it. Uh, I always, I think I enjoyed the whole act of, you know, filling in colors into a shape really a lot, but then it would of course take time. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, you know that because you and I have had this conversation before that I wanted to kind of uh, get out of this whole line work thing. I, I wanted to kind mm-hmm. of change, uh, let's call it the style or the way of doing things to have more you know, just, just colors and textures without the line bit of it. And uh, yeah. quite like yours as well. You also do your work is also in a very similar format. Like Another good example would be Chaya. Chaya Prabhat, Sandhya mm-hmm. Prabhat, their work, right? So not much of line work in that. And uh, that is when I just decided to give it a shot. And uh, I tried using the selection tool. So that I saw did increase the time, oh, sorry, did, did decrease the time I would take to finish off an illustration. But then again, because I was experimenting a lot, so that I was not hurrying up. So I could take my own sweet time. But then I did like the results that came out of it to an extent now that I feel that, you know, I would like to kind of go deeper into that style and uh, mm-hmm. kind of stay out of that uh, outline thing for as long as possible. No, no reason as such. It's just that I feel it's looking good. And I think it's also kind of getting a little natural for me now. Okay. Too early to say, but then, um, yeah, that's, that's something which really, uh, changed my game recently. Another thing which changed my game is of course, and to anybody who's new to digital illustration and, you know, you're learning on your own, learn about, uh, blending modes when it comes to layers, mm-hmm. blending modes is like such a cool thing, uh, because, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if that's like a thing, cause I have never been taught. So you probably validated for me. So what I would do nowadays is let's say if I have to do that, uh, coloring shading let's call it where I'm trying to have uh, three different variations where there's a mid-tone then there is a shadow and then there is also a highlight to kind of show the 3d-ness of something right so earlier on I used to actually select the colors manually and paint Mm -hmm. the light and paint the shadow now I have started doing this where I do a new layer on top of it change it to I think this one um oh which one add or screen not add multiply not multiply array the overlay overlay thank you so much overlay yes <laughs> overlay and I, I i have to kind of it depends on illustration sometimes i think you're right uh add also works out but the idea is you would have that do a clipping uh to the bottom layer and then just take a black or a darker color and just sketch over it so then it takes a mid-tone ka color and nicely it either lightens it or uh, darkens it and then mm-hmm. kind of gives you a really nice effect so that way i have seen that you know um the the time taken reduces uh, mm-hmm. that's one. and the other thing that really changed my game and that's not a tip or a trick that's just money i bought a new ipad recently and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, last the which one that i had huh which, which one, one did you so I, I got the ipad which year is this 2021 air ipad air 2021 or something i, I okay think, i think yeah that, that's the one so there is ipad then there is the Air and then there is Pro. So Pro ka paisa nahi mm-hmm. I didn't have as much like one almost 1.2 lakhs, dude. Like, oh god, I didn't have that much of money. So, but Air mm-hmm. was kind of there. And and last month they had a huge sale on Amazon. Yay, Amazon. So I got that. So the thing that it did for me is that my uh iPad 2018 that I had, it had less RAM and memory. So what mm-hmm. that would mean is I wouldn't get as many layers to work with. Mm-hmm. And I had to like be very economical about my layers, right? 
now with this new ipad i one illustration that i finished yesterday just a personal thing i was doing i went all out and used as many layers like every element had its own layer okay and then i was like <laughs> at the end of it i was like okay let me see how many layers are still left and i saw some 150 layers are still available i'm like wow that's amazing so having that also helps a lot because then you can edit each layer without uh, yeah. uh, so yeah that that goes without saying anyway but yeah that would be it uh, another thing about the overlay layer try using maybe blue instead mm -hmm. of black mm -hmm. so it like gives a uh, it gives like more depth to the color behind you for example if you're using green mm -hmm. it will add like a little more like variation in your nice. in your colors than just using black that makes sense because black mein to everything kind of gets blocked anyway so you wouldn't have a lot of the lower things showing mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's so it's like different shades blue. of blue and that's like it it becomes beautiful done and, and does it also depend on the lighting like the choice of the color blue does it also depend on the lighting of the overall illustration yeah like if you are using a lighter color say yellow and you use like deepest blue then mm -hmm. it wouldn't work with it's like maybe like mm -hmm. you use like a, a burnt orange or something like that like a deep mm -hmm. red maybe you can use mm -hmm. like try and do like a variations of it so so it's like it's fun at the same time and you get to learn more like how color works right. if you just keep on using like a just black mm -hmm. you won't uh, know like like uh, you won't be using blending most to its optimum level Makes i feel <laughs> you Makes need sense. to like uh, <laughs> experiment more with it like it is it's amazing like the blending ones are really cool yeah so, exactly and i'm, I'm, crazy I'm with it. yeah exactly and and i'm 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 really upset that i got to know like kind of got deep into blending mode so late in life because i've been mm. using the multiply mode for like a long time for a whole bunch of reasons right but then i never really ventured down in that drop down menu and looked at the other stuff properly but uh, i'm i'm glad i'm doing it nowadays i try to make sure that i try and uh, you know experiment with a few other blending modes which i don't generally use to see what comes out of it and sometimes the results are amazing one thing which i haven't tried is of course changing the color which now i will like you said <laughs> like using a blue rather than a black yep i think i i'll get some interesting shades as well uh another question which i wanted to ask like there will be two questions first is um like what is your connection like since you're in the corporate world apart from instagram and podcast like do you have like a connection to the artist community or like via magazines or via books like going to bookstores and looking for artists like how do oh, you like oh yeah that yeah that's something which i do that that's something which i definitely do so uh, i think i mentioned that i have got into this habit of you know collecting children's books and graphic novels children's mm -hmm. books because they are a little cheaper graphic novels of course i need to save up a little bit to kind of be able to that and also uh, oh i forgot uh, your these uh, art books so whenever they have a new movie coming out or a game coming out they have these art books as well right and mm -hmm. i have i think one from uh, pixar coco i have spider man of course I have another one. Penguins. I have that Madagascar cast spin-off. Penguins. That one. And there's another one I have. Uh, yeah, forgot the name. But anyway, the idea is that when you flip through these books, you of course get to know a lot of these artists because they are of course credited over there. So I would go to Instagram. I would go to Behance and I would search for them. So that's one. Yes, I do go to uh, bookstores a lot and majorly to kind of find new artists. So I would do that. Be it in Bangalore, be it in the airport bookstores. 
I would just go and directly into the children's book section just to kind of see who are sketching. And thankfully, I have reached a place now where I know most of them by like personally. I know them. Like so, let's say I would see a book, let's say by Aditi Kakre, and I would be like, oh, I know Aditi Kakre. I know who she is. I have spoken to her quite a few times. So yeah, that that's what I have been doing. Uh, recently, I was in Calcutta last month. Went to the Oxford Bookstore in Park Street, and I found this beautiful book by. i think a local publisher uh, which is on the the classic bengali bedtime stories that kind of my mm-hmm. grandfather my grandmother they told me when i was growing up when i was a little kid right and they have adapted that into english of course i haven't read the text so i won't be able to tell you <laughs> about that but then i picked up the book because the pictures the are so beautiful i'm just going to look at the pictures and just do nothing like oh so beautiful pictures exactly <laughs> I exactly what i do exactly what i do and and i picked up the book because uh, the the illustrator is bengali i i just cannot remember his his name uh i probably mark it in the show notes later but the idea is that i i saw the illustration and i was i really liked it they were really fresh they're not really something which you would see across instagram and behance and your art station a lot uh really different uh really nice let's say a fun way to or a vibrant way to show the those those stories so that is something which i did very recently and um yeah so that's that's how i generally Look around for illustrators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and podcasts. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Do you and go podcasts? to like? Mhm. Do you go to like art fairs or like before there's like in Comic Con? Oh no! Yeah, they used to happen. Like, nah. When they used to happen, there were a lot of artists coming there, and you get to discover a lot of artists. So I'll tell you what. So 2018, no, 2019, Bangalore Comic Con. I was a part of it, so I had a stall and everything. So 2019, mm-hmm. I was doing Comic Con, but then. what happens in comic con is because you are so much into selling your stuff and kind of doing your own set of networking with let's say the customers or the clients mm-hmm. uh, you don't really get a chance to walk around the rest of the stores and see your stalls and see what is happening the only thing that worked out in my favor was that uh, one of my really good friends and actually a guest in this podcast as well uh, satavisha satavisha also had her uh, stall so her stall and my stall were kind of connected in a way that we were sharing the same wall let's say right so she was on the other side so that's how i kind of got in touch with her so it's been very uh limited for me but then again pandemic happened so things really stopped another place of course was uh, urban sketches that you, that used to be a great place to meet other artists uh so that has happened in pune quite a bit bangalore may i have still haven't gone to the urban sketches uh, meet up so i once i go probably i'll be able to kind of get to know a few more people but yeah mm-hmm. so what what do you do in dance like do you do you do you guys have a lot of these uh, art fairs and stuff i'm guessing they would be we have a lot of art fairs like uh, we have children book festival which is going to happen in december like in paris near mm-hmm. paris and then there is a big big uh, comic book festival uh, happening in jan wow so in the Well, in Angoulême, where my sister lives, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna be. Yeah, so you're gonna visit your sister for sure. For yes. sure, you're gonna visit your sister for all the uh, different reasons. But yeah, you're gonna. Okay. Uh, what is your ultimate goal? 
in terms of illustration like do you want to do like uh, maybe it's like uh, publishing with the penguin or big publishers like uh, harper collins or doing a google doodle or having your own series or writing your own books like what is your ultimate goal in illustration okay that is a if you have one or i do just i do work? oh please i do like come on <laughs> I I no lot. <laughs> I dream a lot and I do I definitely do I have a lot of them actually so the one of the first uh, dreams I've had uh, or rather let's say goals or whatever I don't know if it'll ever happen possibly it may happen I don't know I want to retire and buy a place in Spain for some reason and move there and become this one solitary old man who just paints in the house I want to do that I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, and I'll tell you where I got the inspiration from. And I'm guessing a few of the listeners may already have kind of made the connection. So this movie "Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara." Have you seen that? Okay. Right. Yeah. You remember Farhan Akhtar's dad's in this case uh, played by Nasiruddin, right? So he was this painter in some part of Spain, and he used to kind of live there and and make some amazing paintings. I don't know why I saw that man and his his. character in that was of course not the not the positive characters in this case and and uh, kind of very complicated and stuff but i know i i kind of filtered out all of those aspects and i just looked at the profession and the thing that he was doing and like dude that would be so cool so i don't know why so that's that's one of the let's call it the final goals i have like you know when everything would be done i'll just pack my bags and my moleskin sketchbook cuz i'm pretty sure <laughs> it'll still not be complete and a few pages would still be left in that so i'll take those things and i think i'll, I'll move i would love to move to spain one day for whatever reason so that's that's one but then again that's like a really really distant sort of a dream which i don't even know if it'll happen no clue but uh, in the short term yes you are correct uh, better and bigger publishers is what i want to kind of i I'll tell you what this is one goal i have and this goal is going to come true very very soon uh, that is to kind of walk into a bookstore one day and see my name written as like illustrated by swarnavadatta in one of those books and that is going to come true pretty soon and i'm glad i'm glad that's happening so that's that's one of the biggest things but then i also want to go to a bookstore one day and see an entire shelf full of multiple books done by me so that's that's one that's the dream that's the dream yeah that's the dream you'd go there and you know uh, you would be known for some really good books that you have done and some really good illustrations you have done so that's something which i want i also do want to do like a proper graphic novel one day like i want to do a proper i i i was speaking to somebody i think kaveri right kaveri so uh, one of the guests in the podcast right and and uh, she i i was talking to her and I, i kind of realized that a graphic novel may take 2 to 3 years of work to kind of put together mm-hmm. i am impatient but i don't mind doing that i would love to do that cuz i want to have my own graphic novel one day so yeah that's another goal slash dream would you like yeah. to write your own story or would you uh, like to i would but i'm not much of an author or a writer i I can talk a lot but I end up criticizing my own writing a little too much to kind of be able to complete something and put it out there uh, that's mm-hmm. I know for a fact as of now at least like the place where I am at right now that's never going to happen because I've tried so many times but then I keep criticizing and I keep uh, you know just just I don't know evaluating a little too much 
where I feel I'll never be able to complete or go till the finishing line. Illustration wise, I can do because then I can I can visualize, I can I can storyboard it, and then I can duck 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 just get it done, right? But uh, yeah, writing I don't think so is happening anytime soon. May if it happens, great. But if it does, probably won't be any fictional story because again I'll criticize it too much. My may you know I I do actually have this one weird idea. and i don't know if anybody <laughs> listening out there if you uh, feel that this connects please reach out to me i'd be more than happy to do a recipe book oh yes yeah now like i want to do that i feel that'll be very cool and i feel i would be able to illustrate it really nicely which will be uh, i don't know a recipe book maybe related to bengali cooking cuz that's something which is very mm-hmm. close to my heart or indian go anything for that matter but something related to food is something i would love to like uh, if you remember and and before recording we were talking about chaya's book right the uh, mm-hmm. the, the book on on clothes that she did right this beautiful mm-hmm. set of illustrations across the world right something like that but for food and oh, i see yeah and i also want the publisher or whoever to come and say ki you do it your way and i will just go out and put my heart and soul and my my intestines on it but yeah i will i will i will really do a good job at that so if that ever happens i'll be very happy i'll be very proud of that book i hope you get that i would also like to do something like that so yeah yeah Maybe so you do you do one on marathi cuisine and i'll do one on yeah. bengali cuisine right and then uh, like maybe a fusion like marathi and the french cuisine people get so oh yeah to. oh yeah wow i just can imagine what would you cook like french and marathi how would you you know make a french vada pav yeah how would you make a french vada pav probably use maybe some really ha ah, exactly exactly use some really fancy bread and then ask the tapriji moshi to kind of uh, try ki moshi taste karke dekho na kaisa hai and moshi like bread thoda kadak lag raha hai ne soft nahi hai imagine a potato patty a potato patty in between a brioche bread why do i have this weird accent i don't know why i have this weird accent whenever i try to act fancy and anyhow oh, it's okay you trying to assume a character it's fancy it's It's cool. Ha, thank That's you fun. for validating. Thank you so much. Means a lot. Means a lot. Getting back to maybe um, like a marriage of uh, your art and your corporate job. Like, how has it helped you to like? How has your corporate job helped you in art, or vice versa? Like, uh, has it brought a clarification? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like. it relates to my corporate job and i use i'm going to use these skills into my it does. career it does it does every single day it does so both of them kind of feed off each other which is a great thing um so okay so let's say if i have to talk from the corporate uh, training aspect i so let's say if i'm training somebody on communication or let's say influencing or something those those sort of topics right where, where you're talking mm-hmm. about let's say people uh, skills in this case right uh i can use examples of my conversations with my clients uh in the corporate training world because you would also know that when you are working with clients the point is that there are a lot of times they'll keep coming at you with changes which you know will not probably uh, kind of have the best effect on the artwork at the end of the day because you know that the composition that you have created looks really good and mm-hmm. you want to stand by it right and then how you go around and talk to the client and kind of 
help them understand that okay try to look at it from my angle because it does look mm. great and probably so that influencing bit right that that uh, mm. uh, you know uh, getting them to being diplomatic correct being diplomatic exactly exactly and basically helping them like probably getting into their shoes and then helping them come into their shoe your shoes and look at the whole thing right so different things that we you and i and probably every illustrator who works like on commissions they have to do so that is mm. one big example that i can keep sharing because that is something which comes very naturally to me and that's something very authentic to me as well i can't i don't have to go and talk about some random uh, made up conversations because i have these conversations in my bank that keeps happening so that's one uh, second uh, so that that's one part the second part that also helps me a lot is see because i'm a corporate trainer i have to also create a lot of content on a daily basis which is like training materials mm-hmm. and this and that right and oh my god like i know for a fact that the like people say like, oh my god powerpoint presentation another powerpoint presentation like i know that has a bad rep but i use powerpoint as another creative tool uh and mm-hmm. trust me when i'm doing it these days i i when i'm making powerpoint presentation i think about color theory i think about so anywho so the <laughs> idea is that I, I i try using let's say composition techniques and everything to make some really good and effective slides even though if it's on powerpoint and i also am certified in, uh, in uh, an authoring tool called articulate which is an amazing tool for creating e-learning interactive content and mm-hmm. i just put my heart and soul and everything into it and everything that i know from the design world into that to create some really good stuff and of course people appreciate it but more than anything else i appreciate it because i feel as an artist if you can appreciate your own work i feel you've really done something good so if you so, ha ah, go ahead so um, if you even in prop doing a presentation in your in your job like if you do it smoothly and everyone understands each and every step and everyone enjoys it it is people won't realize what you have done so yeah. that is the that is i exactly. feel that is the best part of uh, exactly it's exactly. so smooth and it's so well done that people don't realize it exactly and see that's the same case for animation as well right so even in animation people say ki the cuts should be so smooth that people don't even realize that an animation was there it's just they they just get so much into the story so that's that's something which i completely agree so yeah that's that's what and i have been uh, complimented by a lot of my audiences for the look and feel of the slides and the material as well because i do think a lot about it than just putting text over there visual weight yeah i was talking about visual weight visual. which i yeah okay. which i couldn't think of earlier right so so those composition techniques right now when it comes on the other way around uh, corporate training to art um i would say that you know because i have a corporate background where things are very goal driven and timeline driven and professionalism is like you have to because you're talking you're teaching people about professionalism you first of mm. all have to be you have to show that right so all of those things come to my art world as well because let's say when i'm dealing with clients or let's say when i'm doing commissions or anything for that matter right i do tend to have a much more professional approach than i feel a lot of other people because i have heard a lot of my clients saying ki oh okay uh, by when will you and i think this is something which i mentioned in the podcast before as well that uh, you know there's okay uh, by when will you complete this and I, i say okay you know what 20th of this month right and they'd mm. say are you sure you will be able to do it i'm like why are you asking me two three times again no because we've had experiences with other artists where they don't really care about the deadline much and that kind of affects mm. our overall uh, process right so those things will never happen with me because 
I do get that professionalism or let's say that that um, I know that that rigor. Yeah, rigor is a good word. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I get that rigor from that part of my uh, life, and I bring that to the art world, which I feel works out really well. So, yeah, I think I think that's that's there. And at the end of the day, it's also the confidence, na, <clears throat> in both the cases, in both the art world and in my corporate training world. Uh, mm-hmm. The confidence is what helps a lot as well. So when let's say I go for an interview, and which I recently did uh, for my new job, I knew that okay, I. i do have that level of self confidence because let's say if they say okay so imagine this so if somebody asks me to introduce myself i in office i don't just have to stop at that okay i'm so and so and i'm a corporate trainer full stop i don't have to stop at that yeah. because then i can also add the fact that i'm also an illustrator and a podcaster so yeah. i feel that kind of makes me happy that okay i feel my introduction is kind of complete otherwise i feel ki am i only known for one thing so when it comes to art i say hey i am an illustrator but i am also a corporate trainer so i feel that really completes my definition of me yeah yeah exactly okay. and i feel it makes you more approachable also like oh like this is something i can talk to like not yeah. on, not only on a corporate level but on a personal level also i can talk to this guy about art maybe yep. about podcast like what i listen to maybe he is also listening to yep. this like we yep. have something in common like it makes you more approachable i agree i i i hope it does i hope it does i don't know what people <laughs> think but i i hope it does i i really hope it does but and, yeah so you're right uh, and what you talked about like a goal oriented uh, like your corporate life has taught you about uh, being goal oriented and i feel it's very important in freelance when uh, mm-hmm. you really don't have a head or supervisor on top of you who would take account right. every single day so this is very important uh, in terms of like you know this is my deadline and i have to meet this deadline and i'll do everything Uh, step by step to meet this deadline in and and also like there's a lot of planning which goes into it like oh if this day i don't i have something else to do mm-hmm. so like can i do i plan in a, in such a way that if i lose one day yeah. i still have the time to make it up oh i tell you what so for one of the books i did recently uh i so this is what i do these days whenever let's say i have a large project which requires multiple illustrations not a single one my the first thing which i do is i open an excel sheet which is very weird i open an excel sheet i chalk everything down i'd make a plan and for this book i did i even went to the extent of making a gantt chart so a gantt chart is something that you would make in projects so a lot of people if you are listening let's say if you are into project management at all you would know about gantt chart for sure so a gantt chart is this one <clears throat> table that you would make to kind of show the let's say the tasks that are to be done over mm-hmm. a certain period of time and if there are any dependencies between those tasks so it's a great way to visually uh, let's say uh, implement that or kind of demonstrate that so i made a gantt chart and i i was actually using some project management tools as well uh, to complete that and and i did and it, it just came very naturally to me because even for my job i have to do that because otherwise i won't be able to do so many things so mm-hmm. yeah that 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 is true that that helps yeah and i feel that uh, it also helps your storytelling like i see the one of the posts you did uh, ah, about I diwali I it was day of diwali like i see like uh, you have put it in the on the characters on the side and it's performing an action and then uh, there is a text and then next slide like oh like what is the next thing to do Correct. what is the next thing to do like i can see like okay the way you have 
puts it like it feels like a how would it how a illustration would be in a children's book i exactly exactly that's exactly see, what i was going for but i can also see that it's a slide show of events hmm, 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 hmm. you are absolutely correct and i'll tell you what the planning also comes in so if you noticed uh, the illustration which i was showing you all the remember that uh, those birds and the squirrel um and the frog and right so that that vertical sort of an illustration right i this is like i think the second or third time i'm doing something like that and again planning helps over there because you have to plan your posts accordingly to kind of get that continuity right and uh, this was still a smaller one uh, last year october i did like a longer version of that and uh, yeah so yeah that the planning bit helps i'm i don't love planning as much but it does keeps keep like helps me keep my sanity a little bit i guess Okay, that's good way to go. Yeah, I completely understand. Otherwise, it's complete chaos, and you don't know where you are, where you're going. I feel like a corporate jobs. Ah, in corporate job, in a way, gives you structure. Like I mm-hmm. also wish that I had the uh, this training of being in a corporate job or at least having a job. So. Mm-hmm. i could uh, put myself into a schedule of 9 to 5 i had to right. learn it the hard way like uh, before i used to start work at like 12 o'clock uh, 12 o'clock in the evening i'm sorry afternoon <laughs> or like 3 uh, or something like that so to start to draw and i'm like wait where is my time going away like why am i not finishing at a certain time and having uh, having a life of my own Right. So I was like, okay, let's uh, let's put this in a context of a corporate job. Like, get up at nine, mm-hmm. not, not maybe like eight thirty. Get up at nine. Start. Wow. I I tomorrow I have to get up at six thirty because my bus comes at seven fifteen. Get up at nine. Look at you. Wow. Nowadays I get up at eight. Okay. So, <laughs> and I have to just walk like twenty uh, meters to come to my desk. So it's okay. <laughs> I love to have that. Seriously, I, I, you know, I, I really love to have that, and that's also since you asked about the goals, uh, I do want that. That's one plan I have currently because uh, this whole balancing the corporate and the uh, freelancing is becoming tough. It's becoming tough mm-hmm. more and more because uh, the kind of projects I would like to do, I know I have to spend a little more time, invest a little more time in kind of owning my skills to kind of reach there. okay um, mm-hmm. i know but uh, especially now because offices have reopened and uh, i have to travel pretty much three or four times a week uh, mm-hmm. time has just become so much more i don't know valuable right now it's so limited mm-hmm. that matter because you have to come back home do stuff and then even like these days i'm into these fancy bento boxes and stuff right which takes a good 45 minutes one hour that night to kind of prepare as well right so all of that and then so i i don't have a lot of time left for uh let's say my own sketches because you have to do you have to prioritize client sketches because you've taken money you have to you have promised right so that is where i'm facing an issue so my plan is maybe in another 5 6 years what next year you and i we are 30 right oh my god we are 30 nice so uh maybe another 5 6 i don't look so sad it's okay uh, <laughs> so uh in another 5 6 years i do wish to kind of uh call it a quits with my corporate job uh, okay. and uh, take that into freelancing as well 
so the good part is in corporate training uh, freelancing also is a big deal and has uh, a lot of scope so the idea is in that case what will happen is and by then i hopefully would have made my own uh, like network and contacts and everything so then what happens with is that i in a week probably i am playing the role of a corporate trainer for two days the rest of the mm-hmm. days i have to myself where i can concentrate on the book thing oh it's interesting so that is what i plan to do and uh, i think financially also it should be good enough to kind of lead the kind of life that i am mm-hmm. leading right now you maintain your lifestyle but still distributing your work evenly to correct cuz cuz i know for a fact i don't want to do a corporate job like a 9 to 5 and you know report to somebody for a long time uh mm-hmm. i am more of a uh, lone wolf in that case compared to a team player and uh, all my previous team members have known this as well i have i am the best when i am le- like allowed to do something by myself and in my own way I, i'll give you some great results but if you ask me to like randomly go and like do this i don't know i don't i just don't i haven't found a lot of people who can match up to the speed that i like to work at or mm-hmm. to the commitment with which i like to work at uh, yeah that's where i'm like hey, it's better to do it yourself man it's so much better and yeah, that's why i think the freelancing life may be a good idea so, yeah it's cool i understand uh, and in between like uh, like your end goal is to be in spain so like yeah it makes <laughs> sense like okay you prioritize and then you distribute your freelance and uh, your corporate work so like you reach your end goal finally Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what. If if Spain happens, doesn't happen. I don't know. I, I was speaking to Rashna on during her podcast. Uh, I remember. I, so Rashna is from Mysore, and Mysore mm-hmm. is also one of the places that I stayed for a while because of my job back in the day. And in fact, Mysore was the first place where I lived outside Bengal. Like me leaving mm-hmm. Calcutta and landing up in Mysore. Living alone by yourself. Correct. That was the first time, right? And uh, that place is very close to my heart. It's it's such. A, have you been to Mysore? No. So it's such a I just had I just had the Mysore dosa that's it. Ah okay. That's, that's close. That comes that's that's really close. That that you have one bite of it and you're like yeah I know Mysore. So <laughs> <laughs> So no, but uh the point is uh, uh Mysore is a really nice place and I feel I like the energy of that place because it's again a very small town sort of a feel but at the same time you got the amenities and also you can just be by yourself not too much of traffic not too much of like mm. unnecessary i don't know noises sounds smell like all the other sensory uh, sensory uh, material right so i do like the place and i remember talking to rashna i was like hey you know what i think i may want to sa- like save up and sell off and do whatever and just move to mysore for a while and have a house there not an apartment because mm-hmm. i i think I think the whole goal of that Spain thing and even the Mysore thing, for that matter, is because I want to go back to where I was growing up. As in, I, I remember mm-hmm. I told you, right? I was growing up with lawns and like mango trees and jackfruit trees and what all around my house, right? I do miss that life living in an apartment, and I've lived in an apartment for a long time now. It's just I'm just sick and tired in a way. So I would love to have this own tiny little patch of land where I can do my own stuff. and have a dog maybe and just 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 mm-hmm. chill so hopefully spain later in life but yeah let's see because spain is costly also rule like why yeah, why is spain so costly out of all the other places but yeah <laughs> 
there 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 are many cities like in rural rural of uh, Europe that are not so expensive. Mm. So you can maybe try like do your research a little bit like not like uh, Spain Spain like not Barcelona or something. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, you think like an art? I I don't know. Maybe an artist can like these days these NFT artists are getting so much of money. I think yeah. they can own a place in Barcelona for that matter. But Yeah, I think I think for me, I, I I would love a quaint little old sort of thing. I'm learning Spanish, by the way, for that. I've been learning Spanish Ooh, for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I've been learning. Duolingo. Yeah, you told me last time. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, Duolingo. So I've been continuing it, of course. And uh, yeah, so I I want to I want to be able to speak fluent Spanish. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the meanwhile, I'm also learning Canada because. I don't oh. know when Spain will happen, but Bangalore is happening right now, dude. So I'm I'm learning Canada uh, at least like so to kind of get by. But yeah, yeah, you can you can do a lot with the to make your make it interesting. Maybe you can draw like uh, some funny anecdotes of like you making mistakes in uh, like a language, uh, local language. Oh, it's always funny. Like that would be interesting also to see comic sort of like, thing. Yeah, I've seen like Alicia Souza's stories mm, about mm, Canada mm, and then uh, <laughs> making mistakes and uh, like pretending to know what's going on in a conversation. <laughs> I do that a lot too in French sometimes. <laughs> But Alicia Souza is so damn cute, man. Like whatever she does is it just comes out as cute. Like she she just built her persona around that cuteness so well. She just does it so well. Like seriously, whatever she does, it there's like cuteness overload in all of them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of styles and like like uh, having your perception of the world like uh, do you like dream about like drawing or like you know see your dreams in uh, a certain way or like you wake like uh, you wake up and you imagine your day in like in like set of illustrations like events happening so when you say dreams you're talking about like dreams dreams like like sleep wale dreams correct yeah Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah that that's one weird thing about me i do not remember my dreams at all so i think i dream but uh, when i wake up i have absolutely no memory of the dreams i have dreamt like not even for a single second uh, it's just been like that for me since childhood so i have no so i remember uh, listening to prashant miranda's uh, talk when he was in bangalore and i remember he was talking about that he was sleeping one day and he dreamt of this uh, whale uh and uh, this whale would be like a constant dream that would come back to him recurring sort of a thing and that's why he would draw a lot of whales also in his illustrations he would just include that element right uh mm-hmm. and i was like damn i have never had anything like i i really don't have i'd have dreams i'm sure but i don't remember like zero completely zero there has never been a situation where i could wake up and say oh i dreamt of this so yeah never Maybe happened to have like a Such an artistic level that you dream about something, and the next day you have inspiration to draw it. That would be so oh. cool. No, so that has happened, Aditi. So that that is like not dream, but there have been a few cases, especially in the last couple of months that I can think of, where I woke up and the first thought in my head was an illustration. That has been there, oh. and and I could like sit down and uh, make. So if I go through my gallery, I, th- I think I'd be able to pull out a few of them. But there have been. one or two cases this year where i woke up with a uh, an illustration in mind and i 
just sat and did it like uh, so during the lockdown of course before office started and everything i this was my routine like for a good while because i was working on these books right and they would require a lot of time and i had office work as well so i would wake up at 6 am every day even on weekdays even on sundays and i would just make myself a cup of coffee and sit immediately so imagine if i wake up at 6 o'clock 6 5 sharp i'm with my ipad starting to sketch because i would get those two hours and then i would brush my teeth now this is another very weird thing about me which is i the, on weekends i would wake up early i would start sketching but not brush my teeth i don't know why i really don't know why but then two hours later i then get up and then once my i'm tired of sketching or less i'm tired of sitting in one place that's when i get up and brush my teeth but then it's not that i eat something i don't i just have my coffee but uh yeah i don't know what's wrong with me is is there something wrong with me no i don't think so like i feel like uh, it's a task that you want to accomplish and brushing your teeth might be a task but the task which you want to do is drawing and your tea or coffee is like a accompanying of mm-hmm. that task so you want to go for it first maybe i think so it's i think like that, that also yeah that that's there and also i i don't know i feel brushing my teeth wakes me up a little too much and i like that zone i am in when i wake up in the morning on most mm. days now of course it's not happening because i have to travel to office but then mm. uh, on most days when i wake up and have nothing to do that day i i'm in a zone which is a very calm sort of a space and i feel the moment i brush my teeth i will wake up and the day will begin i don't know if yeah, you okay, if it makes sense so my day will begin and then oh my god so many responsibilities oh this that mm. da, 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 like whatever right uh, make breakfast and also i have a sugar problem okay i can't go without eating for a long time because then my sugar falls and then i may like literally drop down this has happened with me i literally drop down right so really bad stuff but still there are so many mornings when i wake up and I'm just sketching for three, four hours straight with only a single cup of coffee. That too, a black coffee because I don't drink a lot of milk. And I know my body is shutting down, but I'm like, no, I just want to finish this one layer before I move to like the other task. So I think that can also be a case where I don't want, I I don't want to, I don't know, stay in that zone a little too longer. No clue. Mm-hmm. I see. Like I. like you want to be in that zone for like you want you don't want the day to start you want to enjoy before your responsibility ha 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 correct 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 you know out of all of this it seems like i am a very i'm a person who does not like responsibilities i'm not i do like responsibility i'm quite a responsible person but sketching sketching is just a different deal na like it's just a very different space even if I it's for somebody else yeah i sometimes i want to draw the whole day just do work for myself to mm-hmm. escape mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly escape yeah. like, just like have a like few hours to myself to be like okay like i'm doing this for myself uh, i'm enjoying my day by sketching like even if like i'm working the entire week on my client projects on the weekend i would like to do sketching to relax mm-hmm. exactly exactly and if i'm sketching and let's say the phone is ringing or let's say my attention is needed somewhere else 
I hate it. I hate it. Like, but again, I'm a good person, so I do answer the phone. I do answer the door. But uh, let's say I have to. I don't know. Let's say I have kept the okay a random thing. Imagine I have kept the fan on in the other room, and I've already started sketching, and I'm like, oh, I have to go and switch off the fan. I would rather se- spend like the rest of the day sitting there and completing my sketch than go and switch off the fan. Yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. But I feel very sad when I have to get out of that zone. Mm-hmm. I, I feel very sad uh, unless, of course, you know, I'm tired. My hand yeah, is aching. Really yeah, exactly. Then, then of course I have to. But then you have to you used to wash too. I'm like, why, uh, why, why? Like, let me just finish it off. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's weird. Anyway, let's not talk more about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, uh, yes. How do you deal with art blocks if you have any or? No, oh, I had. I I think I came out of one last evening, as recent as this. So yeah, uh, I think the last week I was sketching a lot because I had to finish off a whole bunch of things for clients, and uh, and also Inktober was there. So the idea is that you know whenever you have work, you have a direction. You are constantly sketching and illustrating because you know what you have to do, right? You have a goal in mind, but then the moment all these things got over, and of course, uh. office opened and that was a big change for my routine because i was again out of home for a good 12 hours in that case i think that's when it happened last week i could not sketch a single thing like of course i did sit with my clients work a little bit but then uh i could not make anything for myself i i just opened so many canvases i did so many rough sketches and none of them i could take to completion or even line work for that matter i just mm-hmm. could not it just didn't happen for me and uh, i think i was randomly talking to somebody on on the internet and uh, she was like yeah, i think you're going through an art block i'm like oh shit it's happening after a while so i don't know i did not do anything yeah i did not do anything uh, just just let things fall by continued with my life and, and honestly i was super busy with office work as well and and i just did not get time but uh, given that today is a sunday and yesterday was a saturday i actually wanted to try a new software which has been on my new ipad for a while like uh, this this mental canvas i i posted about yeah. it so uh, i, I, I yeah yeah and i wanted to try it out cuz i thought okay this would be really cool and maybe i can explore something in a new way and so this time i had a goal okay i had a goal ki okay i want to make something which is multiple layers so i can do that whole 3d ish sort of a thing zoom in and moving around the whole canvas right and with that in my mind i just randomly started doing something which i'm very happy that fell together nicely and then uh, i i think i think i got my zone back i'm not sure because after that i completed this morning and then i did not sketch any further but i think if i go back now to the canvas i will be able to make something again so for me it was majorly just letting it pass by and then mm-hmm. finding a direction and a goal and working towards it to get back on the track i think it worked i think it worked w- what happens to you like w- w- how do you deal with it so in case of um 
Well, I'm suffering to art block right now. Like uh, since the last two days, I've been trying to finish my personal work, but I'm not able to. I'm doing like a series of animals uh, illustration and I've done the thumbnail part of it and like mm -hmm. the colors are locked. But I'm not able to go into like uh, the actual illustration where I do the shapes and then finish it off. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, I thought like, maybe like let the weekend go or maybe i step outside like usually this helps that uh, i take the weekend off yeah i don't do anything and when i come out of the weekend on monday like it clicks and i can mm. get back to work mm. and in case of um client's work uh, it doesn't bother me at all like, even if mm. i have an art blog i know what i have to do like mm. it's already mm. pre-planned exactly the way like in in cases like this like since it's already pre-planned, I don't have to put myself into that mindset that, yes. oh, what do I do next? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, that's what I was thinking as well. You know, if let's say this this whole mental canvas thing didn't work out and uh, I was actually thinking of setting myself another, let's say, list of five or six prompts and mm -hmm. working towards that. Because once I remember I had a terrible art block, could not come out of it for a week or so. Then I tried this and it worked out really well where I just came up with a list of five words and mm. i feel that uh for me the pressure also works to my advantage the pressure as in the social pressure which is what mm. i did was i took five prompts this was last year i feel yeah took five prompts and i posted it on instagram and i said Ki, look everybody these are the five things i'm gonna sketch next next for the next five days that's it after that, I just sat down and I tucked up one, one, one by one, I finished off everything. And then by the time those five days ended, I was back on track again. So I feel like for me personally, setting a direction for myself works because otherwise I'm like, okay, what do I sketch today? That just does not work for me. Uh, yeah, it, it does not. So I have to have a goal for myself. In my case, uh, I am more inspiration driven. Hmm. So if I like, uh, I'm taking a day off. So that means that I'm uh, going outside, uh, going, uh, there, we have a lake nearby. So I'm going to the lake, I'm observing uh, the nature and there are a lot of trees, there are a lot of birds. So like kind of like looking at those things, I feel like, oh, I should draw these things. Mm. Like I find a nice composition, uh, like there are, there are new flowers uh, in someone's uh, garden or in someone's balcony and I'm looking at them like, oh, this is inspiration. Then I come home. Like I keep it in my bank hmm. and then I come home, I go through um, Instagram and I see artists doing like amazing work. I'm like, oh, okay. Like it kind of like triggers something like you're like inspired by them. Ah, and you're, like, okay. I also I want to make also something good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to do that. I want to, I want to like, you know, like achieve this level of like uh, intricate illustration or intricate uh, kind of like beautiful mm -hmm. curves and drawings and like colors. Colors are something that really drives me. Like if I see a composition with a really good color, mm. like color composition with like really good palette, I'm like, this is a palette. For yes. Me. Oh, I do that and as like, well. Yeah. This is like, sometimes I'm just waiting for a good color palette. <laughs> I like agree. I've drawn my illustration. The I agree. I agree. And, and thank God Procreate has this whole finished. thing, right? Thank God Procreate has this whole thing where you can take an image and turn it into a color palette, right? Like take all the yes. colors. That, that's so helpful. 
they have the color wheel system also like uh-huh. i do this trick where like uh, the the general colors like uh, uh-huh. let's say um, we are using um uh maybe complementary colors okay uh-huh. say like uh-huh. reds and green okay so i'll take minimal colors like red and green so this is going to be my base and then i'll be like okay let's uh, use uh, the color gradation hue and saturation and then just turn the colors like into something else like maybe instead mm-hmm. of red i go into like a, a magenta green i go into like a turquoise blue so mm-hmm. like already have something interesting and mm-hmm. then i think like uh, oh what can what goes with red orange and yellow mm-hmm. so like okay it, it will go obviously with like a little bit of magenta so what will help um, what will help to uh, blend with magenta well that's yellow so like I, in that way i have a new color palette every time wow so so you basically like starting from one and then building your way to other colors around that yeah yeah and that's like or if, me, if i'm completely lost uh, i go into my bank like i've taken like pictures of random mm-hmm. things and like i color pick from that directly or there is a uh, website called from adobe called uh, colors or mm-hmm. cooler if you are a old user mm-hmm. so i just go uh, stream to that and be like oh this is interesting this is going to be the base of my this is going to be a color palette and the base of my illustration and i just go crazy with it so recently i i was watching this one video where uh, i i learned something i'm yet to try it out which is that they this guy takes a color wheel and uh, uh not your gradient wala color wheel as in where your colors are just this gradient like it's it's like blocks of colors imagine okay so mm-hmm. it's rather than having gradient it's like you can see solid colors the transition is not as smooth right and this guy takes a pen and he draws like a random shape around the color wheel like basically taking a chunk of the color wheel and he is going to only use the colors from that chunk mm-hmm. so then what you if you look at it you're majorly using analogous colors because your chunk would mean that you're using this left left and right right so the idea is this guy does it and it's very interesting i'm yet to try it out but uh, yeah i do want to try it yeah i feel like sometimes like sticking to rule or sticking to a way of doing things never works for me so right. like i would take like okay i'll take the rule but like i will add my own thing to it so that i am a bit more bit more in my zone also at the same time mm-hmm. makes sense plus you also have this one color palette which i've seen i don't know there is a common theme in most of your color palettes that you use i don't know i don't know how to kind of put a point on it and say okay this is what it is but you do have a, a very of, i use a lot of yellow ah maybe maybe because i've generally noticed that there is a very familiar feeling about your uh the color palette that you use yeah one one thing interesting thing i wanted to ask you about your podcast is like what is uh, more satisfying for you to get into uh, getting an artist for your podcast or like interviewing them and then the aftermath when people listen to it and you get the feedback ah uh, see i would have loved to say getting the feedback bit but the point is honestly not a lot has come in so i know a lot of people listen to it and from time to time i get like so the feedback comes in bursts okay it's never like a regular sort of a thing that i have gotten so far where every let's say monday or tuesday or wednesday like there's no regularity to it but then when somebody uh, let's say shares a feedback 
I generally tend to see a lot of people do. I don't know what is the whole logic behind that. But the problem with the podcasting medium is also that it's very difficult to get feedback or even get analytics numbers because your episode is being streamed in all sorts of places. So Spotify mm-hmm. and Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, pretty much everywhere, right? So uh, it's very difficult to kind of and Spotify and let's say your Google Podcast don't even have a comment section per se. Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. I think they have it, but yeah, I'm not much into it. But anyway, so for me, the most interesting part has been the conversation because uh, majority of my guests, I have gotten a lot of interesting things from them. Uh, and, uh, you know, most of them, after the conversation, I come out of the room and I have a slightly different perspective which is something which I've really enjoyed so far. So from each and every person, I've kind of picked up something new. And one mm-hmm. year later today, I feel like the artist that I am, maybe not just from the skills perspective, but also the mindset perspective, I have evolved a lot because of these conversations. And mm-hmm. uh, again, uh, of course, after that, the editing and all is there. And Editing is just another reason for me to listen to the conversation again, because again, what if I have forgotten something? But yeah, for me, the best part has been the conversation because uh, a lot of them have been very enlightening, like really taught me something new or forced me to look in a different direction. Okay, uh, okay. So your last question, uh, which is uh, what has art taught you? Ah, Okay. Okay. Yeah, the okay. tables are flipped now. The tables have flipped. Yes. Okay. Uh, so whenever people, uh, I have asked this question to people, they answer and I'm like, oh yeah, that's my answer as well. So I can actually go back and like, copy paste all those answers. And <laughs> <list it here. laughs> but uh, what has art taught me? Art has taught me that there is always a way out. Like not a way out. There is always a way. Uh, as in, and this this goes out to everybody who's probably listening and you have a different job and you're like, oh shit, I wanted to be an artist. I could not. And that, that whole same crying that I have been doing for a lot of time now. Uh, I feel that the best part is, I think, I think the other day, somebody in the episode, they said this, right? That uh, there is no set formula to becoming an artist or an illustrator or whatever mm-hmm. you want to be. While that's a bad thing because you have to figure your way out. That's also a good thing because there is no formula to becoming uh, an artist. Like there is a formula to becoming a doctor. You can't just be say, okay, so today I want to try and cut somebody up and I'm going to do that. So that, that's, that makes you a psychopath, not a doctor. <laughs> that's not the same case for art. Like as in you can become an artist, even in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, whenever you want, because you just want to do that. Right. So, and there is a way. And uh, if you continue learning, it works out. And I think that is one of the biggest things art has taught me because, yeah, you just have to have the right mindset. Uh, And and again, if I want to use an analogy, I can go back to art and say the same thing that when you start an illustration or a sketch or whatever, you may not have the end goal in mind, but you just do it. And while doing it, something or the other clicks and you end up with something that you really like probably. So, that is what art has taught me. Yes, that's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty concise like uh, way of putting your journey. I'm, and, I'm a corporate uh, trainer. What else do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> I need people to do this. <laughs> 
bringing into a closure like very yes. smoothly and then putting yes. everything together that Opening is, uh, that is the, yeah the perfect way to finish 50 episodes oh yes 50 episodes over now nah? yeah yeah <laughs> oh should i have to edit this as well this is not over i still have to edit this ah, yeah you have to edit this as well <laughs> yeah but okay. it's, that, that, it, it's gonna be funny that you are not the host this time and you're editing i know i'm not your own interview yeah i'm not used to listening to my voice for so long uh but yeah i think yeah but it, it, it's been a really good journey and and uh, I, I again i really want to thank you aditi for uh, doing this i know uh you kind of took up the challenge as i said earlier in the episode and and you did really well you did really well thank you but i'm i'm glad we could do this and uh again like you have been such a, like again you are one of the examples of this whole podcast where i didn't know you before that i had seen mm-hmm. your art somewhere you were a stranger but thanks to this podcast i now can text you whenever i want and ask you for mm-hmm. help and say hey can you please critique my work what do you think of this do you think this is working right i can do that and that's a big deal for me because again as i told art does not have a formula so the idea is when i came into this like whole thing and i said okay i'll i'll try and be an illustrator i did not know a lot of things and i realized that i need a lot of people and guides to help me through all of this and out of these 50 episodes if there's one thing i have gained is a group of people i can kind of reach out to asking for help and help me improve and make my work better right mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's all i need that's really all i need so so yeah this has been a really 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 enriching journey for me i i don't know when season 2 will be but i would love to do it again because i know the person i am after a few months i'll be like ah, i think i want to do something again so <laughs> that's that's where it'll come back and that's what will be the beginning of season 2 hopefully but uh, yeah this has been a great and and i've i've had the chance of talking to so many listeners as well who have like my 10 listeners as i've always said who came back and <laughs> no, always said that more than that no? how do you know have you met those people i i haven't met them so i can't say so but <laughs> come on i'm trying to compliment you like no 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 you're wrong okay? <laughs> i'm so sorry for pulling Why you putting yourself down come on uh, it's no, amazing no, no. like no but the so, people who you have interviewed obviously listen to you and there have been like uh, statistically speaking they kept on 48 so come on like your numbers people, are in your favor two people out of them you are one because i know you listen but yeah <laughs> no but i have I've had the chance okay. to talk to a few people but uh, and i do know that uh, like the reason why i started one of the reason why i started the podcast last year was that you know uh, i felt it could be a great resource for a lot of people or a database for a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. that's true can kind of listen to it and be like oh okay this is how to do things or this is what can be done as well uh i think that that has been achieved to a large extent which i feel is a great thing so yeah it's been good in in a way like um as you did not do like uh, you did not study in uh, study arts hmm. so like, it's my per- uh, point of pers- like my perspective so it's like you kind of like uh, in your journey uh, as an illustrator right now doing freelance you are ticking all the points that you did not uh, get from an art school i feel like you know mentors oh. 
peers like these conversations like i remember when i was in school like uh, we used to sit till like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and just chat mm-hmm. about art mm-hmm. about like yes. exploration about what how you how you work like what your processes are so on and so forth so like i feel like you were ticking all the boxes like in the by the end of like this year or maybe i don't know you will be like you'll have a full art education you just have to right. now do assignments <laughs> <laughs> and not bunk classes <laughs> right so so trust me if i were in an art, art college i'm pretty sure i would have never bunked like i would be that one guy sitting in the first bench every single day but uh, it's difficult to like come on why would you bunk an art class yeah exactly why would i bunk and I, i could totally bunk like a a pass systems or a control systems class back in college but yeah uh, but anyhow you you're correct so this is also one of the reasons like because i had heard so much about this whole peer to peer learning in art colleges mm-hmm. which i knew i would not get anywhere like talk about coursera udemy the domestica anywhere that that's one thing which i don't yeah. want to miss out on and this has been that uh, avenue for me you're absolutely right this mm-hmm. has been the avenue for me and uh just look at the variety man like not just illustrators like architects and watercolorists and like mural painters and nft people like every all over the place in that case right and it's, it's been really like a whole sense of variety which i loved which i loved acha thank you thank you aditi uh it's my time yeah. to kind of take over the host thing and and probably just yes. bring things to bring season 1 to a closure my god and this has been a really long episode i love to talk and thank you aditi for making me talk or rather <laughs> you're most welcome it was easiest thing to do <laughs> <laughs> i promise you i'll make it easy for you but anyhow thank you so much aditi again for doing mm-hmm. this uh, it really means the world to me it really means the world to me and uh, i had this one request from a lot of people right since the beginning of the podcast that okay uh, we would know we'd like to know about you as well uh, and uh, i could make that possible thanks to you so thank you so much for that it's my pleasure all right all right okay. so with that everybody it's time to say a goodbye today i'll of course I'll, i'll make it very melodramatic okay I'll, i'm not going to say i'll see you again next week with another guest cheers i will not say that line because i will not see you next week because i'm going for a break bye goodbye but uh <laughs> thank you so much for uh listening in so patiently thank you so much for uh you know supporting me in whatever way possible for sharing the word about this and uh yeah so again as i said this has been a huge learning experience for me and i really hope it has been a learning experience for you as well which was the whole idea one of the primary ideas for this podcast and uh thanks a huge thanks to all the guests who made time and especially aditi she made time twice but uh, all the guests who made time for this conversation and came out and and were uh, you know kind enough to share the word about this as well uh this would not have been possible without a lot of you people so i almost feel like a principal at the end of a school fest just doing their vote of thanks uh, i don't know i'm talking about school i think because aditi made me talk about school quite a bit but yeah uh, so and thanks to me and like snoop dog and i want to i want to <laughs> thank me for being me and for doing all of this uh, oh, wow no this is a much but yeah Anyway, let's let's end this. Otherwise, I'll keep rambling. Thank you so much, and I'll see you sometime in the future again. Take care, and uh, yeah, keep making art. I guess. Bye bye.